Hello and welcome to the Fan Team Focus mini podcast looking ahead to the Champions League contest on Fan Team with a €250,000 prize pool with €50,000 going to first place. So starting off we'll just look at the, the general rules of the contest. So you have a £100 million budget for 11 players. There's no subspension like the season long in the Premier League game. There is a safety net, however. So if you choose a player for £8 million, for example, in defence that doesn't start in one of the group games, they get automatically subbed off and a player for less or the same amount from the same team and same position would come into your team. So it's important for some positions to look at those players that are perhaps at the lower prices as they may not have anyone come in for them. You can have no more than three players from any one team. You get two free transfers each game week and you can carry two transfers forward to the next game week. So that could be really useful at the back end of the, the group stages where teams that have already qualified tend to rotate a little bit. So one to bear in mind to the back end of the contest. There is no stacking penalty in this contest. So whereas previously if you play more than one defender from any team, you get less points for every clean sheet that team keeps. In this contest, you can have, obviously, up to three players from one team in defence. So you, if they keep a clean sheet, obviously, you get more points. So it's definitely, I think, a tactic that has been sort of suggested by a couple of previous winners of fan team big contests. So both Josh Waldridge, who won last season's uh, season-long Premier League contest, and Chris Tan, who won the Champions League contest last year, have both advocated sort of stacking double stacks in defence, potentially. So that's one to keep an eye on. And ideally, you'd set and forget those defences where hopefully the stats previously to the Champions League sort of follow through into the group games. And then you have your free transfers you can actually use in attacking positions and really pick out the captaincy options for each game week and go for those to really maximise the amount of points you get in each game week. So I thought we'd go through group by group and just assess each team um, and their sort of chances of doing well in the group. So we start with Group A, which is Paris Saint-Germain, Man City, uh, RB Leipzig and Bruges, Club Bruges. Uh, in terms of the bookies odds, PSG are 11 to 10 to win the group, Man City 5 to 4, and then it's Leipzig 11 to 1 and Bruges the 125 to 1 outsiders. So this is definitely a group where there are two strong teams and two lesser teams in there. Looking at PSG, they're currently top of League One. They've won five from five, scored 16 goals in the process. Personally, for me, it, it would be Mbappé I would be going for. He's had four goals, 10 shots on target so far in League One. He's a little bit cheaper than Messi. So Messi's 13.5, Mbappé's 13. I prefer Mbappé. You've got Neymar as the sort of safety net, if needs be, which, again, is a really good safety net to have. I'm not overly tempted defensively with PSG. I think they're quite expensive for the potential clean sheets they may get in the group. I think there are better options in other groups. Uh, from a midfield point of view, I think Gigi Wijnaldum at 8 million could be an interesting sort of enabler. As we go through, we'll see there actually are not a huge amount of midfield options. You're either paying a top premium or you're going to be one of trying to get the sort of budget ones. And I think... So, for example, when Adam's eight million in this game, you can get an eight million Trent Alexander-Arnold from Liverpool, who I think could easily score more than him. So, I can definitely see a lot of teams, and I've seen quite a lot on Twitter already, formations of five-two-three. So, really taking the money out of that midfield and putting it into the defence and the attack. From a Man City point of view, they're currently fifth in the Premier League. They've scored eleven goals in the four games so far, only conceded one. So defensively sound as ever um, again their defensive assets are seven and a half eight million for most I think 
if you're probably going for one, you want to be going probably for Cancelo. Again, eight million. Got a lot of safety net underneath him in case he doesn't play. But I think the upside with Cancelo is really, really good. Um, in terms of goals and assists, they tend to be spread out quite a lot. So it's worth keeping an eye on the safety net, uh, especially for Man City midfielders. In this game, Jesus is the only forward. Um, so it'd be a interesting pick because if he doesn't play you're not getting anyone off the bench so I don't think he'll be popular at all from the midfield point of view you've got in this order they're priced up as KDB, Mares, Sterling, Grealish, Torres, Foden, Silva and then a couple of other options for me I would potentially go in midway and going either Grealish or Torres you still get a relatively decent safety net and Torres especially could be playing out of position so I think him or Grealish is probably the way to go from a Man City point of view. Leipzig have started really poorly in the Bundesliga. They're currently 12th. I've only won one game. I think they're really missing uh, Sabitzer, who's moved to Bayern this summer. From their assets, the probably best one is probably Sablasli, who has scored two goals. Um, he's 8.5 million midfielder. But I, I don't think you'll be going for him. I think... I think they'll struggle in this group, to be fair. I think it's the top two in the betting will be the, the ones to get on. And from a Club Bruges point of view, obviously massive outsiders in the group. They are top of uh, the Belgian league. They've scored 15 goals in seven games, but I just think it's the top two in the group, really, that you want to be looking at. Moving on to Group B, we've got Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, AC Milan and Porto. So Liverpool are favourites to win the group at 6-5, to five. Atletico Madrid at 2-1, to one. AC Milan 6-1 to one and Porto 12. So it's a lot tighter group than the previous one. From a Liverpool perspective, they're currently undefeated in the four games in the Premier League. Scored nine goals, so Salah's got three of them, had eight shots on target. Mane has scored two and had seven shots on target. Obviously had a lot more shots as we saw at the weekend. Jotters had two goals and five shots on target. The issue I think here is he is priced up as a Ford and Salah and Mane are both midfielders. So I don't think Jotter's going to be that well picked. He's a bit of a rotation risk as well when Firmino comes back in a few weeks. And I think there are a lot better options in the rest of the game. Salah is priced up at 13 million and Mane 12. I think the issue is the teams in this group, AC Milan have only conceded one goal so far this season. Atletico Madrid are historically very good defensively. So I don't think there'll be masses of goals in the in this group. Um, so they're probably one to, to watch to start with, I would say. Um, and then maybe jump on sort of second, third game once we get an idea of a bit more of the group. From an Atletico Madrid point of view, they're currently third in La Liga. They're undefeated. They've scored seven goals in the four games. So not great. Uh, Correa has got three Um I think if you're going to go with them, you're probably going to go defensively. Uh, Trippier and Lodi are both 7.5, which isn't too bad, but I, I do think this is a tough group. So I, I think personally, I would probably be avoiding the assets in the group. AC Milan are currently second in Serie A. Three wins out of three, only conceded one goal. Giroud scored two goals, but I think he's flagged as being injured, so may not start. Um, Rebic has had two assists as well. But again, he's a Ford, and I just think with big hitters later on in terms of like Haaland, uh, Lewandowski, people like that, I think you really want to be going premium, premium for the strikers rather than sort of getting a few budget options in there. There might be a couple of exceptions as we go through. But uh, from Porto's point of view, they're currently fourth in the Portuguese league. They're undefeated. They've scored nine goals. Uh, Martinez and Diaz have both scored three, uh, and Martinez had six shots on target. 
but I just think this is a group to avoid. I think there's it's going to be a tight group. I don't see a huge amount of goals, um, so I would be avoiding the group. Group C is we have Dortmund, who are four to six to win the group. We have Ajax, who are ten to three. Sporting Lisbon, who are six to one, and Besiktas, who are fourteen to one. So obviously Dortmund look to be favourites. They're currently third in the Bundesliga. They've had four games and they've scored 13 goals, so obviously averaging over three a game. They have conceded nine as well, so I would be wary of going for any of the defensive options in the team. For me, it's all about Haaland in this. He's scored five goals so far this season, three assists, 11 shots on target. It's probably not the most difficult group. I can see him being a captainable option in most weeks, maybe not uh, weeks three and four when they come up against Ajax, but... 13.5 he's a definite that I think will be in at least 40% 50% if not teams I think he's definitely one to be getting in looking at Ajax they're currently second in the Dutch league they've scored 13 goals and only conceded one um, so they have got a decent defensive record so far and given they play Dortmund in game week three and four it may be worth going for a defensive option in the first couple of weeks to hopefully get a couple of clean sheets to get the season going from an attacking point of view, uh, Sebastian Haller, the West Ham previous signing, has scored four goals and had nine shots on target. Tadic has scored two goals, and I think he could be the way to go. I've seen him, again, mentioned by a couple of the previous winners. He's only priced up at 8.5, and I think, take away the Dortmund games, I think he really will do well in the group. So he could be one to get in on the off for games week one and two. From a midfield point of view, uh, Berghaus has had three assists so far this season and he's also priced up at 8.5 million. So he could be a, if you're going to go for two or three in midfield, he could be a relatively cheap option in a slightly easier group than a lot of the others in the competition. Sporting Lisbon are currently third in the Portuguese league. They've scored nine goals in five games. Uh, Pate has scored three of them and had eight shots on target. He's an 8 million midfielder. So he may come into your thinking, potentially in three and four. Obviously, they'll be playing Besiktas, so the two lesser teams in the group. So that could be an opportunity to maybe pick on one of the sort of two lesser teams in some of the groups and hope for a good return. Uh, and SKO, who's a seven million defender, has had two assists. So again, in that three and four game week bracket, could be one to keep an eye on. And then the final team in the group is Besiktas. They're currently first in the Turkish league. They've not conceded any goals yet and they've scored seven. But I just don't think, in a in a group that consists of Haaland for Dortmund, Tadic, Haller for Ajax, I don't think you'll be going for a defensive option from Besiktas. Uh, in terms of an attacking option, again, for against Lisbon in games week three and four, two players have scored two goals so far, which is Bashwai and Nkudu. Uh, both priced up at 7.5 million, uh, Bashwai. He's had five shots on target, so he could be one to consider. Moving on to Group D. And we've got Real Madrid are one to two favourites to win the group. Inter Milan are twenty nine to ten, and then Shakhtar Donetsk are fourteen to one, and Sheriff Tiraspol are one hundred twenty five to one outsiders. So again, this looks like a potential group to attack with two relative minnows in it. Uh, Real Madrid are currently first in the Liga. They've played four games and scored thirteen goals, have conceded six. So potentially not one to look at defensively, but from an attacking point of view, Benzema has scored five goals, had four assists in the league so far and had six shots on target. He's priced at 13.5 million. And then you've got Vinicius who scored four goals so far. He's had seven shots on target. He's a 10.5 million pound midfielder. So he could be one of interest if you're looking for a, a two or three man midfield. You've got Inter Milan who are currently fourth in Serie A. They've scored nine goals. Korea has scored 
two alongside Martinez. And both of those are priced up at nine million in the game. Martinez has had four shots on target as well. Uh, and also those shots have only come in 136 minutes. So he's at 10 million. So could be one of interest against the two minnows. Barella has got three assists in the game. He's eight million pounds for a midfielder. So another one that could come into consideration. Um, in terms of Shakhtar Donetsk, they've played seven games in the Premier League so far. And they're currently second. Their main asset seems to be Traore. He's a £7.5 million striker. He scored five goals so far. So he could be one if you are loading up in midfield in potentially for Salah, KDB, etc. He could be a cheap striking option. And then from Sheriff Tiraspol, they're currently fourth in the Moldovan League. They're a definite avoid, really, and probably want to attack for the teams that are facing them. In Group E, you've got Bayern Munich are four to seven favourites to win, Barca are nine to four, Benfica twelve to one, and Dynamo Kiev are fifty to one. Uh, from a Munich point of view, they're currently second in the Bundesliga. They've scored thirteen goals, averaging over three a game. And Lewandowski is definitely the one to target in the team. He scored six goals. He's also had twelve shots on target. He's fourteen and a half million, which is a lot. Which is where you really want to be thinking about that five-two-three formation to really put the value up top and then spread the the rest of the budget in defence. Uh, Gnabry and Musiela have both scored two goals as well. And in terms of assists, Kimmich has got three. He's eight point five million in the game as a midfielder. Uh, and Davis and Musiela have both got two. Musiela does look a tempting option. He's 7.5 as a midfielder. However, there's no real safety net underneath him. So you just have to bear that in mind if you do go for him. Barcelona are currently 7th in La Liga. They've scored 7 goals. They're not looking great considering obviously the players they've lost in the summer. They've And they've had 2 goals for Serge Roberto, Depay and Braithwaite. Depay is 10.5 million. He could potentially be an option maybe game week three and four when they do play Kiev who are the outsiders in the group and Serge Roberto is seven million defender obviously scored a couple of goals so far so if you are wanting to probably not against Bayern but again those easier games he could be a relatively cheap uh, defensive option Benfica I don't think will necessarily be pushovers in this group though they're currently first in the Portuguese league they've won five from five and scored 13 and they've had their goals spread about. So two goals have been scored by Nunes, Yaramchuk, Rafa and Verisifo. Uh Yaramchuk especially is 7.5 million. So could be one of interest when they do potentially play Kiev. Uh, Grimaldo and Pizzi have scored, uh, sorry, have assisted two goals each. And Pizzi is 7.5 million. He did well in Europe last year. So he could be one definitely to keep an eye on. And from a Kiev point of view, again, outside of the group, probably one I'm going to avoid. One you may look at is Tizgankov. He's a 7.5 million midfielder. So he's one maybe to look at, but again, probably in a void. Uh, Group F, we've got Man United favourites to win it at 4 to 6. Atalanta are 10 to 3. Villarreal, the Europa League champions at 13 to 2. And then Young Boys are at 33 to 1. Obviously, Man United are big favourites to win this group. Obviously, they're currently top of the Premier League. They've scored 11 goals in the four games. Bruno has scored four. And Greenwood has scored three in the league. Obviously, Ronaldo had two at the weekend. Bruno's priced up at 12.5 million for that midfield spot. Ronaldo's priced up at 13. So, especially in their first game against Young Boys, could be one to hit the ground running with. Pogba's had seven assists so far in the league, which obviously is massive numbers in just four games. So, at 10.5 million is definitely one to consider. 
I would say the teams in this group don't score a lot of goals. So Atalanta have only scored three in three in Serie A. Villarreal traditionally don't score many. Very tight defensively, though. And young boys coming from a lesser league, you would assume might not score as many. So I think the play might be to go for United defenders here. So you can get Varane and Maguire at both 7.5 million and then Wambasaka and Shaw at eight. So I'd be tempted to go with maybe one, if not two defenders um, to really attack these fixtures, as well as maybe team, teaming them up with a Pogba, a Ronaldo or a Bruno. Atalanta are having a poor start to the season, currently 10th in Serie A. They've won one, drawn one and lost a game. Again, scored three goals in those three games. The only one I'd potentially consider is Zapata, who's a 9 million forward. He's had three shots in t- on target in just 82 minutes so far. But again, I probably there are a lot better options in that striking department. Villarreal, again, poor start to the season, 13th in La Liga. They've had three draws and I think they will struggle. So I'm not looking too keenly at any of their players. The same with young boys. If you wanted to maybe go with a bit of a differential, they play Villarreal in weeks three and four. You've got uh, Sibachu, who's the £7.5 million striker, and Fasnach, who's a £7 million midfielder. They did well in the uh, Europe last season, so they could be the way to go if you do want to go for a slight differential. Looking at Group G, we've got Seville, who are 6-4 to favourites, Wolfsburg are 10-3, to Lille 7-2 and Salzburg 5-1. to So this, on the bookies odds, is the most open group across all eight. But for me, I think it's really a two-way sort of fight between the two favourites in Sevilla and Wolfsburg. So Seville have currently uh, sixth in La Liga. They've scored five goals and only conceded one in their three games. They are undefeated. Lamella, the ex-Tottenham player, has scored three goals. He's an £8 million midfielder. And Nesri has scored two with four shots on target. He's a £10.5 million forward. So he could be one to potentially attack. They play Lille in three and four. And I think Lille are a lot weaker than they were last season. So that could be a way to go. I, th- I like them from a defensive point of view. There's not many teams score goals in this in this um, group. So I like the look of Navas and Coinde in defence, who are priced at 7.5 and 7 million, um, respectively, for the defence. And if you still haven't found what you're looking for in terms of a keeper, then I think Bono at 7.5 could be a really good option as well. From a Wolfsburg point of view, they're currently top of the Bundesliga. They've won four from four. They've only scored six goals, so they're not the most prolific. Uh, the goals have come from Nemenche and Veghorst, who have both scored two. And Veghorst has actually had eight shots on target. So I think he could be a really good differential. He's £9 million in the game. And he definitely, I think they're playing Salzburg in three and four. But against any of these teams, I say there's no clear out-and-out favourite. He could be a really good attacking differential. From their defensive point of view as well, again, you've got Castiles, who's the keeper at 7 million, and then Mbabu and Brooks, who are six and a half. I think they could be really good double-ups as well in a, as described, group that doesn't seem to have a lot of goals in it. From a Lille point of view, they're currently 12th in League One. They've got five points from five games. They've only scored seven and conceded 11. So I do think they're struggling. They've had Bamba, Sanchez and uh, Weir, who are both injured. They've lost a few players over the summer. So I think they will struggle. Gilmas has had seven shots on target this season. He's eight million striker, but I think there are better options, really. And then the final team in the group is Salzburg, who are currently first in the Austrian Bundesliga. They've had seven wins from seven so far and scored 19 goals. So they are potentially 
one to keep an eye on. Um, they've got a couple of decent options. Obviously, a lot of youngsters in the team. Aronson is a seven million midfielder. He scored, I think, a few goals this season so far. And a Damey, who is a seven and a half million pound forward. So they'd be the two that I potentially look at in that group. And then finally, in Group H, I think this is the group to get involved in with Chelsea specifically. They're second in the Premier League. They've obviously played four games, scored nine goals, but they've only conceded one defensively. And since Tuchel came in last season, they have looked superb from a defensive point of view. So I'm actually tempted to go for maybe even a defensive triple-up. As I said, there's no stacking penalty. So you'd be looking at Mendy, the keeper, is eight million. Alonso and James are both eight million, with Rudiger and Chilwell at seven and a half, with everyone else at seven. You've got the safety net in terms of any don't play. I think they all look really good options. And the only thing that maybe stopped me going for a defensive triple up will be Lukaku at 14 million. He's had three games so far this season. And he's had five shots on target and he's also scored three goals. So that's the only reason I think would stop me potentially going for a triple up. I may go for five at the back and have three double ups instead. From a Juventus point of view, Oh, sorry, just to go through the odds, obviously, Chelsea are 4-7 to win the group. Juventus 2-1, Zenit St. Petersburg 16, and Malbo 66-1. to uh, So for Juve, they've had a poor start. They're 16th and had one draw from three games. I mean, they've looked poor. Obviously, Ronaldo's left, and Chiesa looks to be out injured for the game. So I think they're in a void, uh, considering they, do, they don't look great in uh, Serie A so far this season. Zenit St. Petersburg are currently top of the Russian Premier League. They've played seven games and scored 16 goals. Uh, Erokin and Azmoon have both scored five goals this year. Erokin is a seven million midfielder and Azmoon is a seven and a half million pound striker. So when they play Malmo specifically and maybe even Juve, they could be slight differentials, I think. Uh, they've played a few more games than a lot of teams so far in Europe, so they will be a bit fitter. So one to keep an eye on, especially after the first game, just to see how they set up. And Malmo, 66-1 outsiders, they're going to be best to avoid. The one thing they will be is fit. They're sort of mid-season as well currently. But I just don't see them sort of troubling too many of the teams in this group. So overall, I think the way I'm going to attack it, I'll probably have two or three teams in the contest. I will be looking to have a premium top three strikers. So we're looking at Haaland, Lewandowski, Lukaku, Ronaldo, those sort of players that are in good groups and have got the potential to score two three goals in a game so make them really captainable and I will probably then go at least four at the back if not five at the back now usually in the sort of fan team games you'll be playing three at the back and loading the midfield but I just don't think there are the good value options like there are in FPL for example with your sort of your Jotters your Greenwoods your Torreses so I think you probably want to be picking two or three eight million-ish midfielders. So people like Kimmich would come into it, potentially uh, Gigi Wijnaldum and others around that point. And then I think you want to be looking at those defensive double-ups. So as we've said, Chelsea, I think, are the best option at the moment. Ajax could be decent apart from the Dortmund games where you should suspect that uh, Haaland will, will score in those games. And then you're probably looking at that Group G with the Seville and Wolfsburg defenders. I would be looking at those as also options to get clean sheets and Man United chucked in as well. So thanks for listening to this Champions League preview. Hopefully it will be help to anyone. Um, we'll be posting the sort of couple of teams that we'll put in just prior to the deadline, just so people can get an idea of who we've gone for. Um, so thanks again for listening. Take care and see you later.